Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? I am Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News, and we are rolling. We are so excited. Welcome back, everyone. I just want to say first up, thank you guys so much for all your support. I'm so grateful. This is a movement to share good news, and we are growing every single week with a new episode on iTunes and Spotify. And now, drumroll please, we're also on Stitcher. That's what I'm talking about. I'm so excited about that. Stitcher's a really big deal, and we just got the approval for Stitcher. So we're so excited. And today, we have a very special episode. We're doing a two-part special episode with a dynamic duo of sisters. We're here on location for the very first time on location with sister entrepreneurs. They are both moms. They own their very own small business together. I'm totally obsessed with their clothing brand and you guys will be too after meeting and getting to know this dynamic duo. So joining me now from their office in Greenwich, mm-hmm. Connecticut, on location, Lauren Stevens and Kaki McGrath, the mm-hmm. founders of Thanks. Dudley Stevens. Thank you. Thank We're you excited so much. to be here. Hi, sisters. <laughs> Very Hi. excited. This is so fun, right? <laughs> so much fun. And thank you for coming down to our showroom slash office. I <laughs> yeah, love it here. <laughs> it's, like, here. it's like your happy place, right? Yeah. It the is. colors and yes. it's bright A lot of bright light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. This, yeah. is, this must be a fun place to come and work. It is. It's inspirational. Yes. And we hope that that, you know, by following us on Instagram, you can get the feeling of it and understand what we're doing every day and being here. That was kind of the goal. So yeah, well, I love you guys and I know everyone else is going to too, but tell us a little bit about yourselves. Lauren, you start. Um, so I'm Lauren Stevens. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I live in Greenwich, Connecticut. I have two kids. Um, I'm married. We, um, launched our company almost four years ago. Um, and my sister and I are co-founders. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else Which, I can yeah, say. Your background yeah, is in yeah. Retail. My background's in um, fashion. fashion. I worked and in yeah, close to ten years um, living in New York City. Um, I worked for Gucci and Calvin Klein, um, kind of back and forth between the companies. Um, and I worked in celebrity PR. So um, what that means is I styled, dressed, worked with celebrities for quite a long time. I went out for awards season to the Oscars. I didn't attend the Oscars or the Golden Globes, but I would (laughs) be there working with all the celebrity stylists and fitting their clients for the awards shows. And then I handled public relations for in that realm as well. So anytime a celebrity was wearing Calvin or Gucci, it was, you know, up to our team to kind of communicate that. And and get it out into the world, um, which when you're working for those two brands is not very hard. Everyone was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always interested I'm in sure. it. And yeah, and it was a very in-demand job. And, you know, that um, communications, I guess, was a big part of that. Um, so anyway, so now I left the corporate world um, in 2015. Um, and I was just ready to kind of be, I mean, it was weird. It's like I got an entrepreneur bug, which I don't know, I never knew existed. And I just thought, like, I want to start my own thing and do something unique and different. Um, and Khaki w- just joined me and was along for the ride and now <laughs> has become an integral part of the whole company. But, um, but yeah, so, I'm, you know, that's where we are now today. Yeah. And khaki, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, Tell us about Khaki. So I have. First of all, my, my daughter was like, Mom, does she wear Khaki? Yeah. <laughs> oh it is funny. Every yes, time I introduce yes. myself, they think it's Kathy. So I have to say, no, it's Khaki, like the pants. So yeah. it's, <laughs> it's um, but yeah, I do like Khaki pants sometimes. Um, but yeah, so I 
I have two little boys that are three and four. Lauren decided to start this company, and I was working at Starwood Hotels in their um, partnership marketing group, uh, mostly working on the loyalty program. So, and at that point in time, I was pregnant with my second child, James, and Starwood was merging with Marriott. So there were a lot of changes going on in my life, and Lauren was trying to get this off the ground. So I decided to stop working at Starwood and help her out and help her with you know the website and a lot of the back behind the scenes stuff that, that she needed help with because obviously she has such a great PR background yeah. and, and networking. So um, our, our strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. kind of were com- compatible. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I love so. it. So you have this idea. Tell us about the idea. You decided that you wanted to invent a fleece that was chic and stylish. Like, how did that even, where did you get that idea? mm -hmm. Yeah, we, so my parents live in Rowayton, Connecticut. Um, They have a boat and they go out on their boat all the time out into Long Island Sound. And one thing we all noticed as we were, you know, I mean, I guess they bought the house, what, like over 10 years now at this point. So it was a while ago. But we would go out on their boat, and no matter how warm it was on the coastline, you'd get out on the boat, and it was cold. So my mom just started having fleece jackets laying throughout the house there for anyone to grab, to go out, even friends of theirs, like just anyone that needed that extra layer. In fact, now when we go out on the boat, it's like, let's just bring them just in case. So we're (laughs) like arms full of, you know, now our fleece clothing going out into the boat. But anyway, so we noticed that we were putting these fleece jackets on. And my mom one night said, you know, I put this jacket on and then I want to go out to dinner with your father or you guys. And I have to change because I, you know, it's not as cute as I'd like to be to go out to dinner. And so the three of us kind of just said, wow, that's interesting. What if there was something that was really cute that you could wear to be warm out on the boat and then you'd get off the boat and, oh my gosh, you could just go to dinner or, you know, and it applies to so many other times in life where you need that extra layer or it's winter and you're with your children and you're running out of the door. Like, what can I put on that will just kind of put my outfit together in a really quick way and that really truly can go in all of these different scenarios of life, whether it's dropping the kids off at school, going to dinner, you know, running an errand, even in the office, um, working women. So it was an interesting concept and we realized this fabric is so durable, versatile, um, it can do so many different things. So the thought was, why can't it be cool, stylish, tailored, fashionable? Um, and so we, we, that was the initial, you know, impetus that kind of led us to get to the idea of Dudley Stevens. But the whole concept came about when I did leave the corporate world and I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I'd come from these like high-end luxury fashion houses. And so my background was more in that, working with celebrities, et cetera. But, you know, I am really a Connecticut girl at heart. I'm, you know, prep, I do have a preppy side. I love all things New England. I love all things coastal. Um, Even, you know, we grew up skiing as children, um, going to Nantucket every summer. So that kind of was still inside of me, even though I'd spent so much time in New York and working with these high-powered people and everything. But I really do feel more, you know, connected with that side of myself. So it was like kind of coming home in a way of like bringing my fashion experience, but combining it with, you know, my childhood and what I really felt I wanted to kind of come back to in having children and a family and everything. So um, anyway, so we thought, okay, we just need to do this. <laughs> and <laughs> so Kathy agreed. Yeah. You said, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so then how do you guys even get started? Like, what, yeah. do, you, what do you do? You have this idea. <laughs> you, you're both leaving your jobs. Right. And so what do you do? So, and um, Lauren should talk to, about this a little bit more, but she and my mom figured out this template, this which is now our Cobble Hill turtleneck. 
they found this style that they really wanted. They had brought it to a, a seamstress like yes. locally and okay. who, who does okay. prom dresses. Yes. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so they, so they came up with a style. They brought it to the seamstress. She created it for them and they tried it on and they just fell in love. Yeah. Um, so at that point they were like, all right, let's just make a small batch of these and see what happens. So, um, we got the word out there a little bit, sold to friends and family. Everyone loved it. So then, um, kind of continued from there and saying, okay, like, well, this you could sell it be out something. Of, like, the, the trunk of your car, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it felt it, like that. It yeah, felt like that. We, we were doing our own fulfillment. We basically we found a factory in Brooklyn that was local. I was li- actually living in Brooklyn at the time. Oh, so um, that made sense. So that's the whole was, Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Trying to figure yeah. that Brooklyn. So I was living got, in all Dumbo. your names are Brooklyn names. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Styles. I love that. Yeah. So we were. My husband and I were living in Dumbo in Brooklyn, and the factory was ten minutes from my apartment, and. They were, we presented our idea to them and they just thought it was, they believed in it really, which I think was really also important, but also very lucky. We met with them and it just kind of worked well. And I don't know if that would happen necessarily, you know, with these small startup companies. Like it, we just met with them. He really believed in our idea. He could make the samples. He had the capability to do it as factory. Um, He had great advice for us, um, for anyone who's listening, who's starting a company don't overproduce in the beginning, like make, you know, a small amount, test it first and don't, you know, invest too much, you know, you don't start small. In other words, and and that's the advantage of retail, you know, starting a retail brand is that you don't need to, you know, make all this stuff right away and you can just test the market and see if there is, you know, a customer out there, see if people will latch onto the idea, which was invaluable advice for us. Um, and so that's what we did. We just started small. We, we were literally, <laughs> we did our own fulfillment, which required putting stuff in my parents' basement and Khaki and I just going, I would go out from Brooklyn and she was living in Darien at the time and we would just process the orders ourselves. From their and, basement. And don't their forget basement. we were both yeah. preg- very pregnant at this You're time pregnant. too. Yeah. <laughs> Your Carrying husband's these, probably yeah. thought you were nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think that my Graham, my husband just thought, okay, this is an interesting hobby. Let's just see, you know, uh-huh. let's encourage, right. let's like support She's going to move on yeah. from this yes. quickly, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> it was very much like, good for you. You know, I'm proud of you and he's so supportive. So he just said, go for it. But I'm sure he just thought, Okay, you know when is this gonna have yeah. its lifetime? And, and Khaki, and were you nervous because you gave up your job? I was nervous. I mean, the the lucky thing about it is we were fortunate enough. My husband does well in his job, so and I had two kids, so I knew I at that point wanted to to stay home and, yeah. and be with them a little bit more, okay. a little have a little more flexibility, I guess. So for me, it was kind of a no brainer. And so, and I know Lauren needed help, and and it's been so fun working with her, and I couldn't imagine not doing it with her. So. It, totally. it, it, I honestly, it, w- it was risky, but at the same time, I was all for it and right. you and know plus you excited guys were for it. Fun, yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. So and fun. traveling yeah. and doing stuff together. You know, as sisters, we love hanging out, so it kind of just is fun to hang out mm-hmm. and be with each other yeah. and yeah. enjoy. You know, get and also enjoy. I mean, it's nice when our work day is together because our family growing up, we were so close. So. You know, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like work, yeah, right? It like it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so fun. Okay, well, one of the best parts about Dudley Stevens is that you guys are eco-friendly, right? You're this mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. You have such a passion for the environment. So, how did the idea come about that the material was going to be made out of recycled water bottles? Because I think that's such a cool part of you guys and your yeah. story. Yeah. And it's funny too because when we were launching in 2015, um, my our thought was 
oh my gosh, why would we do any other type of fleece? If this fleece is available that uses recycled plastic bottles, it just seemed like a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But why, why use anything else in right. a way? And we were fortunate, fortunate enough to reach out to Polar Tech, which is one of the largest fleece distributors for all the big name brands. Um, we found a contact there, and, and I'm telling you, reaching out and just going for it is the only way to do any of this. Like just kind of make, taking that first step and being right. persistent and um, like not know, being scared not or shy. Being scared. Don't yeah. Be shy. Yeah. Don't yeah. be, you know, and I'm, I'm, well, to answer all they can say is no, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. nothing Don't to lose. Don't be scared to sell yourself. I mean, I went out there and was like, I, you know, I have 10 years fashion experience, you know, putting that out there and letting people know that we were serious about the concept and, you know, making it a business. And this wasn't just a hobby and, Polar Tech was receptive and, you know, we started purchasing fabric from them and they are all about sustainability as well. And they have all this technology and um, they, you know, source their yarn and it's made using recycled plastic bottles. And so to us, it was just kind of a no brainer. And, and it's funny seeing the past since we launched. I mean, this has always been around, right? Patagonia, all these companies, they use recycled fleece. But as we all know, in the past two to two years or so, it's really becoming a thing and people are really starting to a notice how things are made mm -hmm. where what they're made with and then b they want to know what's in it and how you know how is it oh you know okay for the environment and how are we making the environment better how are we preventing things from getting worse and it, so it's interesting and i feel fortunate that that was the you know heart of our company when we launched it was definitely important to us then but at the time it wasn't it we wasn't a, as much of a thing. Yeah, and we right. did a survey. We actually did a survey before we launched that had all these questions, and we um, targeted women, our target market. And one of the questions was, you know, is this important to you? And, and people said it wasn't that important. About the environment. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that was, you know, in 2000, beginning 15. of 2015. Mm -hmm. So just the amount of change that's happened, you know, since we launched is incredible, and it's great because people are starting to take notice and ask the right questions. And um, anyway, so... It started just because we there was no other way for us, and it, we're fortunate in that people are appreciating it right. now and, and looking to brands that care and are doing stuff to change things. So. Right. And Kaki, recently you guys celebrated this big milestone. Yeah. About so how many we, water bottles, yeah. how many plastic bottles. So tell us so about that. Was it a million? When was that in April? Yeah, yes, in April we, we had reached the... 1 million bottle mark. So that was really exciting for our company. And, and since then, it's probably even doubled. Yeah. I mean, we're growing yes. so fast. I, know, I don't yeah. have the exact number, but we're growing so fast. So we're, we're, we're excited that to keep doing that and keep moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, so, it, you know, every time we get fabric from Polar Tech, it's, oh, it always has to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, just making sure that we're helping the environment and, and yes. hopefully for our kids too, though. Yeah. yeah. So is, yeah. doesn't that feel good though, that you're like, you know, you're having these great sales, but mm -hmm. you're also doing yeah. good for the planet right yeah and thinking about that I think that's yeah. so important I yes. love that when totally. we first started I'm um, back in 2015 we had the what we called the DS goods and we still talk to them sometimes but mm -hmm. one thing is about looking good and feeling good and yeah. that speaks to the fleece but also what we're doing right. for the environment as yeah. well mm -hmm. yeah I love that mm -hmm. okay well, so another thing that I'm totally fascinated with, and um, it's everyone that listens to my podcast knows I'm like an Instagram junkie, yeah. like you guys are. <laughs> so totally. let's talk about Instagram, because this <laughs> has been such a huge part of your brand, of your company. So first of all, how did you decide that you were going to go all in on Instagram? Like, how did you even make that decision? 
We, oh my gosh, I think we just both loved Instagram. Or was that more organic? It like was, you were just it was doing both. it and then I mean, it, it was, took off? I remember when we launched our company, we, I'll never forget, we had 900 followers on Instagram in right. 2015. It was and your personal thought, account. It was, it was my was, personal yeah. account, yeah. so it was friends. Yeah. It was not right. random people. It was yeah. mostly friends and college, you know, you know, people and <laughs> high school people that... People from, like I, yeah. person from nursery school, I, yeah, probably. Exactly. I mean, it was... <laughs> You know, it was, it was, I think we had 900 followers when we launched and I thought that was a lot. And I was like, man, if we can use my personal account and cause we could switch it. So we switched it over to Dudley to Stevens, Stevens and yeah. launch our company through that. And there's 900 people there that'll see our company and, and maybe yeah. want to buy something. And so that was literally the thought. And, um, and then you see the power of Instagram and we, so basically I took my experience with celebrities and reaching out to celebrities and working with them and kind of applied that to influencers. So it was, cause I saw, I mean, you see how influential, you know, these women are and their followers listen to them and they trust them and there's a relationship there and they're dialed in to what they're purchasing and what they're suggesting. And I, you know, followed a lot of them at the time and I loved them and I, thought, so wait, if we can send our stuff to them the same way we would send a Gucci bag to a celebrity, we believed in the product so much that it was like, let's just get these things in these girls' hands and see what happens. Um, and and from so we there, did I, I feel yeah. like it was very organic because we would send them a turtleneck and as you like I put a turtleneck on every morning and they're doing their stories and they're wearing yes, a turtleneck exactly. so it was part, yeah. became part of their everyday life yes. um, and then their followers would reach out and ask where you got that and so yeah. it just it did happen organically we would send yeah. them the initial gift and then yep. they would love it and fall and we wear it all the time afford to pay anyone when mm -hmm. we launched so right. it was kind of just the thought was well you were just... doing the PR because that we're, was what yeah. you knew how yeah. to do yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah. Yeah. Wait, we might not need to pay let's we think this product is so great and if we can find you know, an influencer who fits our demographic with mm -hmm. kids and, you know, we think they'll love it just as much as we do. So let's just get it in their hands and reach out. And it's just, we kind of just started like that. And, you know, don't get me wrong. We sent a lot of stuff out that people didn't post about. So, yeah. cause I get that question a lot. Yeah. You know, how do you get people to talk about you? How, and I honestly, the answer is, and I learned this when I worked in PR, max out gifting. There's nothing, nothing will hurt you from gifting product to influential people, mm -hmm. even if they don't talk about it, because then it's in their closets, it's in their homes, whether they give it away to a family member, who cares, but yeah. it's out there and it's in the world and it, there's nothing gets lost from doing that. So, right. and especially when you believe in something so much, I mean, we just knew that we loved these things and so other people might also. And, mm -hmm. and we, so that was kind of, you know, how the Instagram balls started rolling. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and so how have you developed the re a relationship with so many influencers now? So now is it just we, cause like one yeah. goes to the next, to the uh, next, yeah. to the next. I also yeah. feel like we're really fortunate about where we live. Cause there's a, a solid group so of true. influencers in this area. And Lauren, as she said, reached out to them initially, but she's also become very close friends with many of them now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so they want to help you guys. And yes. It's more like the women supporting women. Exactly. Yeah. Thing, yes. which I love. And they yeah. have been so supportive. I mean, that's, it's just incredible. You know, once you get to know people and really, you know, there is this Instagram thing and it's, you know, we're all talking about our lives and everything. But once you get to know someone, you know, personally, you just see that we're all in the same boat yeah. and they're mm -hmm. all the same daily struggles. And, mm -hmm. you know, you get, and so we kind of just started seeing them and, getting to know them better and, and became friends. And, and then, you know, from there, 
I mean, once you're friends with someone, that's a whole, that's PR 101. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, in yeah. person. Yeah, the friends, relationship, right? Relationships mean yeah. so much more than, you know, just over DM on Instagram or messaging or, you know, email. I think yeah. um, that connection just can go take you so far and, and networking and everything. Right. Because so. recently you guys launched two colors with two, two new colors. Yes. Um, with yep. two really great influencers that we love. Yeah. And that they both sold out. They sold out in like yeah. five so days, quickly, right? Yes. Yeah. We could not believe that. So was that, that like a wow moment? <laughs> that, that was, was yeah. really working. That was a total wow moment. We could not believe it. We knew that there was excitement for those colors. They were amazing colors. We're still we're continuing to bring them back because people loved them so much. Um, I know. Please bring back the hot pink. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The hot pink coming back. soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so it was, that was a really incredible moment. Um, women supporting women. I mean, it was just awesome. Kaki and I were so nervous about everything going well because I they've know. become friends of ours. Right. But the site yeah. can't crash. Yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which has happened. We've had so I'm many sure. crazy things happen. Yeah. So um, well, especially when there's a lot of excitement, right? That's the one fear that yeah. you have is the, <laughs> totally. the website crashing, gonna, right? You know, shut so down. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we were super nervous. We woke up at like five in the morning, I think, that day to get everything up and running and, and launch everything. Um, but it was a great day, and it was just such a fun – it became a really fun day because it yeah. was every, the excitement, and everyone was just so receptive and supportive. And, and then yeah. we had a dinner the next night that we had the dinner – thinking okay now we can have a dinner and you know Get put out more. more that we're doing this collaboration but the dinner just became a celebration because everything was sold out <laughs> so I was like okay let's just have fun then yeah <laughs> I know that's amazing yeah well so do you guys ever worry like what happens if um Instagram like blows up and like goes away yeah. so what, so what, what is life what is life yeah. at Dudley Stevens like after Instagram do you guys we ever talk think about, about that a lot yeah because yes. I do too yeah right. yeah <laughs> we're not, I'm not alone so we need yeah. to have a therapy session on yeah this, right? I happens. So. it's so true yes we talk about it I mean weekly probably I'll just text khaki randomly and just say okay what are we doing if Instagram is down like yeah. what's next? how do we do this yeah. um what we've tried to do is really build up our email newsletter yes list. um yeah I we, love your blog by the way you guys yeah, like yeah. the blog and then this email news and actually um if anyone's listening who's interested in business you know I keep giving business advice too but <laughs> yeah that's good um but yes that our email newsletter actually is a higher conversion than Instagram okay it's I mean, people that are on there really want to hear from us. And yeah, yeah it's our most and, tuned in Yeah, customers. they're most tuned in. Yeah. So we're, we work just as hard to build that newsletter list and, and keep up with the content and mm-hmm. the relevant and interesting and engaging, not just buy this shirt or buy this. It's, yeah. you know, we try to do stories and feature people and, and really show styling advice. Mm-hmm. And so, so that newsletter for us is a high priority. We focus on it a lot. Um, and that's kind of our next thing from Instagram and and hopefully if Instagram does ever go away there's another you know I would hope there'd be another social sharing platform that we would translate to and and set up I mean right now what are your thoughts on Facebook I'm just curious because my two things are Facebook and Instagram yes we're on Facebook we don't spend as much time focused on it but we but if Instagram went away maybe you would go back yeah kind of go back to Facebook I mean I it's so funny because everything now is on mobile I know and Facebook was Big when people were on their computers and yeah. that was the good um, interface that you wanted right. to see your and friends. And people love and the stories. I feel like that's yeah. what's the stories on and our now. Instagram yeah. stories. We need. We always say we need to do more stories mm-hmm. because the viewers on people stories love video. It's so hot. Yeah, we yeah. get 
people respond. I love seeing I mean, you guys and your kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, your husband. So. Yeah. yeah, we got to show more of that. I love all yeah. that. Yeah, so it's behind the it's, scenes. It's a personal way to connect with people, yeah. and I think I think Facebook. I mean, I think they do have stories also now, but yeah, but um, not as not as, not as much. Mm, yeah. yeah, but yeah. we do advertise on Facebook, and we're going to more this fall, mm-hmm. um, and Instagram, but. Yep. But it's, you know, so it's not something we're ignoring, but I just think Instagram for our demographic, our target consumer is on Instagram right, right. now. So I yeah, mean, we exactly. have talked to the like video Instagram, the stories like we talked about is so important. We've talked about doing more video on YouTube or, yes. you know, we, yes. we need just yes. more yes. content that would be just great to for you guys. spread YouTube throughout. Yes. Channel. We're working yeah. on um, doing, we are hoping to have a videographer in here next week to do a little styling video mm-hmm. and kind of test the waters. Like the see. dags of video? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. I know we need to find <laughs> the dags. Find she, dags does do videos too, actually. Okay. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, Love yeah, her. we're definitely videos. I think that's a good point to make because that could be, I mean, there's this new, platform called TikTok. Yes, I know. Which I, <laughs> I know. downloaded. Bobby knows about yeah. All the young so, people know oh about it. Oh my gosh. gosh. And I yeah. went on it and I got, I couldn't get off it. It was addicting. It's a lot of dancing videos. Yes. yes. It's kind of like yeah. the music alley. It's yes. the next, do you guys right. remember music yeah. alley? Okay. Anyway, so yeah. I'm like, is this the new Instagram? Yeah, she's and like, oh my gosh, yeah. do I have to learn TikTok? Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I, know. I don't know how to dance. Well, for a while, everyone was like, you need to be on Snapchat. Lauren and I would go on and be like, I don't know how to use it. I know. It's just so confusing. Well, because we're, yeah, I'm like, I'm too old for Snapchat. Right. Yeah, but I am on there, but I'm like a little clueless. Same, so. same. Yeah. So how do you guys, how did you guys know that the consumer would be ready to pay over a hundred dollars for a fleece? Cause yeah. I feel like, you know, I question. always post about your fleeces and right. most of my followers are totally on board. They love you guys. But then I do every once in a while hear from some people that are yeah. like, um, how are you buying that? That's so expensive. And yes. I'm like, yes. um, have you seen the quality yeah. of this stuff? And I wear it every day. My husband's yeah. sick of this tan one. So, no, um, so but yeah, I mean, were you guys worried about the price? Yes. Did you guys ever talk yeah, about that? Yeah, we had talked about it a lot is at the beginning. Is it just because the material is so good and also eco-friendly, so you're yeah. going to pay more, right? And, we make and it it's locally. made in the U.S. Yes. too. So we, we really try to speak to those points sustainability mm-hmm. made in the u.s um, you know you throw it on every khaki. day yes. so yeah Literally. so, so it pays what, for itself in the end yeah, yeah. Um, right it's almost like you need less stuff right that's you, our if yeah. you wear dudley stevens right yeah, you don't totally. need as much stuff yeah right. it's kind of the whole just paring down your wardrobe having mm-hmm. basic you know these basic sweaters um that you wear every day that kind of replace the things and i feel like too because things are so seasonal and these things will last the test of time. Right. Like they're not in on trend for mm-hmm. one season and then not the next winter. It's, you know, hopefully going to stay in your wardrobe and be there. And so if you, you know, make an investment in one, our hope is that, you know, if you can only get one, get one, wear it for five years, you know, wear it as long as you can mm-hmm. just wear it until you can't wear it anymore. Yeah, right. Until you have yeah. to buy a new color. Yeah, right? yeah, right. exactly. So Hot pink. Yeah, we hope that people appreciate our process and that we, you know, source this sustainable mm-hmm. fabric. We actually, you know, have our own unique design process. We don't really, because we're making it all locally, we're so hands-on with the fit and with, I mean, we, and also we take consumer feedback very highly. If someone mm-hmm. says something isn't fitting right, you know, we, we're constantly adjusting things and tweaking things to see to make sure and it you know we it we take it really like to heart because we want to know we want to hear from everyone what's working and what's not yeah that's Um, important yeah so we spend a lot of time on that and then you know we make it locally we're we go in once a week into Brooklyn and we see the women and the men who are making our things and you know I think there's 
real value in that. And we that's hope that, what I want to see on Instagram stories. Yes, by yeah, the way. I know. I we know. need to do more of that. that. We really that's do. So cool. We really yeah. should. We're yeah. going in next week. That could week, be a YouTube so. video. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. We're actually we're planning a trip down to the fab the the uh, plant that makes our fabric in okay. October. So we're and where's hoping, that? That's in Nashville. Nashville. Cool. So we're hoping to okay. do a kind of behind the scenes on how the fabric is made and how we get to the colors that we have and show the sustainability side of it. Um, so anyway, but it's good to hear that people want to see more behind the yes. scenes. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Now, do you ever worry, in the, especially in the beginning, that like how are we going to do this whole brand, this whole business around a fleece? Like was that ever a thing that you were worried yeah, about? Like um, is that sustainable long term? I think that it, it's, I mean, we are – we've come from a marketing background. Our dad works in sports marketing. So growing up, like marketing's always been so important to us. And we felt when we grew, started this company, you needed to own something first and get to be known totally. for that one thing, which is fleece for us. And then, you know, as we grow, we can always expand. pull in new fabrics or, you know, expand a little bit. So I think right now we're still grow in the growing phase. So mm-hmm. fleece is so important to us and we really want to be known focus for fleece that. and mm-hmm. focus on it um, as our brand and, and, you know, we'll see where that takes us, but you know, I've branched out now into like some t-shirts and then, yeah, yeah, we have t-shirts. It's all still fleece, but we have, we came out with a summer line that you have now, the sun. Yeah. So I feel like there's endless possibilities with fleece. Um, But with that said, we're down the line. We could always pull in another fabric that maybe is still a classic and still sustainable, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, you know, a different fabric, but you sort of thought it lets own the fleece thing first and then Mm -hmm. you can branch out from there. Yeah, exactly. We actually toyed in the beginning with not using fleece, like not speaking to it. And then (laughs) cause we were, we just said, wait, no, we have to talk about what we're doing. And like, and like Kaki said, really take ownership over it. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Now let's talk about pop-ups because this spring you guys had your first pop-up really cool, right? Down in, um, in New York. Yeah. Um, on Bleecker street and you opened that up and that was quick. It was a pop-up. Yeah. Short term. But how did that go? What did you guys learn from that? And then are you planning on doing that again in other locations? Locations. Tell us the strategy behind yeah, the pop-ups. So I think so. This the New York pop-up came up very quickly. Um, we're fort- we were fortunate enough to have a connection there, and it was Lauren's friend. Um, and it was, I mean, it took about two weeks to really yes. kind of and we were in San come to the decision that like, we're going to do it. We were in San Francisco to when we were basically signing the lease for you know work, and we just thought, how are we going to pull this off? But we have right. to do it. It was you know we couldn't let it go by. Yeah. So, so I think I mean. We were able to get it done. We pulled in our designer, interior designer Jared, who Lauren is friends oh with gosh. from previous he life. Is hilarious. And <laughs> more Jared, please. I know. Yeah. More Jared. And after seeing the space, it was already built out as a retail store. Kate Spade was there. There were other pop-ups there. So the space itself was not like gave us the confidence that we could do it. Um, mm-hmm. He came in. He pulled furniture from our sh- our showroom here mm-hmm. in Greenwich to and brought it to the Bleecker Street. Um, and design it in a way that it actually looks like a full-on retail store, not just a pop-up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it really gave us the confidence that we could do it in the future. Um, and we learned that not only is it important for our customers to experience a brand in real life, um, but to feel it and you know try understand who we are, try it on. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, and sales were great within the pop-up store, but our sales online also were great too. Right. So, so one there's didn't a correlation. Like negate the other. Yeah. yeah. So it might have okay. even helped. It might so have you even, thought of yeah. other ones? Yes. We're already discussing yeah. others. Okay, um, <laughs> other cities. Potentially, we'll, have you ever thought of a permanent store, or are you just going to sort of keep do, the pop-up yeah. idea? No, we our ultimate goal would 
be, can I say this? Sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> no, our long-term like dream and vision is to have branded stores. Okay. Um, so this pop-up was a real test to that. And it was, it was honestly, the true learning for me personally was if you have the right people helping you, you can get anything done. Yep. Um, without Jared, that store would have never been as awesome as it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, if you'll see about the neon pink sign, which we now have in our showroom, he found that he got that made in two days. Um, and he was in New York cause we were in San Francisco. There was no way we could have even physically been there to get it all set up. So, um, so without Jared, it would have never, and Robbie too, sorry, Robbie's his, um, business partner that would have never come together like that. So, um, I just think, you know, if you find the right people to work with and they have this share your same vision mm-hmm. and they understand your brand. I mean, Jared, I met him when I worked at Gucci and he worked at Tom Ford after that. He really understands how to, make something look beautiful and also represent that brand. Yep. Um, and he's really understood that for us in a way that Kaki and I might not have even <laughs> been able to. So it, it translated really well. And it he created this beautiful experience of our brand that we were so proud to have. And we invited um, an editor from Women's Wear Daily to come and see the space. And then she wrote a little story about it after um, and look at your PR skills. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> Love it. PR. Yes. Um, so and good. Yeah, and we and then there were customers that came from far and wide. There was a group of girls that took the day off work and drove down from Boston oh, just to see the space. That's amazing. Yeah. So just little things like that. And yeah. people came in and they just said, I love your stuff. You know, I remember I was even in the store one day and a girl came in. She said, I haven't bought anything because I, I personally like to try things on. I'm not really good. You know, I'm not an online shopper as much as other people. So it was good learning for us in that, that there are people out there that do still want to shop and feel the yep. fabric and try things on and get a sense yeah, of the sizing. Yeah, see it in real life. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to put in a plug that I would really love a store in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. It'd be really fun. Yeah. 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 So let's work on that. Yes. <laughs> we'll get on it. <laughs> Thank you so much to my special guests, Lauren Stevens and Kaki McGrath, the amazing founders of Dudley Stevens. So excited that they will be back for next week's episode as well for the second part of this special two-part episode with the founders and owners of Dudley Stevens. Be sure to follow them on Instagram and the information will be in the show notes with more information on Dudley Stevens. Thank you all for listening. I'm so grateful for all of you. I know that I would never be here without all of you supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person every single day. Stay tuned for next week's podcast when Kaki and Lauren will be back with more goodness from Dudley Stevens. Remember, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and now also on Stitcher. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend. We are asking everyone now to share this podcast with people. If you know someone that would be interested in learning more about Dudley Stevens or about being a mom entrepreneur, please share this episode. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community right here in the audio space. For now, I am your host, Nina Clark. Be sure to find me on Instagram because you guys know the gram is my jam. Thank you again for listening and let's keep being awesome.